0: hawks live presented by the dining district of the bellevue collection at bellevue square center court every thursday from seven to nine live on air on seattle sports now here are your hosts michael bumpus and paul moyer
1: Welcome to Hawks Live. I'm Michael Bumpus with my guy, Paul Moyer. It's presented by the Dining District at the Bellevue Collection every Thursday at 7 Right here on Seattle Sports 710, broadcasting live from Bellevue Square, Center Court. This is actually the last Thursday of the season, Moyer. It's been a good year, Paul. Yeah,
0: no, we, you know, we love being here. And you guys have been awesome. Thanks for showing up again for our last Thursday. And the happy holidays as we, we uh I don't know, man. We final, man. This is crazy.
1: This is it, man. Get your shopping done. Now, this is my nightmare, honestly. The mall is my nightmare. I, I don't like going to the mall unless I'm going to Bellevue Square Center Court, obviously. Good call. Uh, you know, you got uh, got the Rolex over there. Uh, my, my tax bracket does not allow me to buy Rolex yet, uh, but I'm just hoping to get like you when I grow up, Paul Moyer.
0: What, an Apple Watch?
1: <laughs> there you go. <laughs> That's the modern Rolex. I,
0: I can't afford a Rolex, and um, no, but this has always been good. This is our second year here, and and they've treated us well. And they've uh, today we we're at the, again at the suite. Uh, yep. God, man, good people. Lisa, the owner there, and um, Angela, our our server, who's. Every time we walk in there, it's so weird. I'm all about customer service. We walk in there, and they know who we are. They actually know what we ordered last. Right. Um, they had reserved seating for us. And, yeah, it's just been a really good partnership.
1: Yeah, they hook us up. They hook us up. But we are here to talk about the Seattle Seahawks. And last week, all right, you lose to the San Francisco 49ers 28-16. to 16. But it was a good game, honestly. Now, I know you look at the score. You can look at the explosive plays you and I were talking about. Look, 10 plays for the 49ers uh, had 365 yards. We knew they were going to be explosive. We knew that you had to wrap them up and tackle. But – you know, you were still in the game. You lose 28 to 16. You got Drew Locke, your backup quarterback, getting his first start since, what, 2021? I believe November 18th was the date. He goes 22 of 31, 369, two touchdowns and two interceptions. You and I agree one interception uh, wasn't on him. You hit his elbow, boom, the ball comes out like a duck. But... Um, this was a battle, and uh, this game right here gave me hope for this week, but let's focus on this game for a little bit. What did you see in this battle with the 49ers, and uh, what gets you optimistic? Uh,
0: I don't want to say they're easily correctable things. Right. Now, I thought we matched their intensity. The, the bummer was the very first play of the game, the 72-yarder. It just kind of, I mean, that was an immediate, you know, all the wind came out of the sails. But I just thought the way we responded, I mean, we come right back, we score a touchdown, we take the lead 10-7. to 7. We actually have a third and 11 play where I'm like, okay, we're about to get off the field again. This had been three drives in a row that we had shut them down, and we don't play it very well. Um, we play it really poorly, and they end up getting a touchdown to Debo Samuels on that one. It shouldn't have happened. It did. been a lot of talk about uh, Pete you know, with some of the players and you know, just making sure that they're accountable for things. Um, But I just thought we matched them physically. And I I know the score, and it it didn't look great, but it actually was pretty good. Uh, It's just, man, there was just these big plays. And and really, that is normally the difference. I've never seen that many big plays. And it wasn't like they threw a big play and we were both there and they happened to make a catch over us and they made a spectacular play. We just had eight or nine bonehead plays and against, I think, the most talented team in the NFL right now. That can't happen.
1: No, you can't. What Debo Samuel had seven receptions for 149 and one touchdown. Brandon Ayuk had six catches for 126, no touchdowns. George Kittle had three for 76 and one touchdown. Chris McCaffrey, 16 carries, 145, no touchdowns. But you're right. This is the... Uh, The most talented team offensively in the nfl in my opinion when you talk about the san francisco 49ers brock purdy had himself a day but um it's about the seahawks man and you're down 10 to 14 going into the half you, you give yourself a chance in the fourth quarter. You're just not able to take advantage of uh, a couple opportunities that the defense gave you. And I think that's what I focus on is that, look, you can look at the numbers that the defense gave up, 527 yards total offense. But there were moments in the game where you felt like, OK, the defense gave the offense the ball. Let's go ahead and score or the the offense went 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 ahead and scored let's give the defense a chance to hold it down they just couldn't get on the same page at the same time
0: yeah i think what was frustrating i think the coaches felt they really knew what the 49ers did and that's where you're hearing the frustration from pete we practiced this we knew exactly their formation in this position what they were going to run how do you not execute on that and I almost think there's a point where, you know, if, if, see if I can describe this properly. When you coach and, and when you play a team back-to-back, like we, we didn't go back-to-back, but within three weeks of each other, you almost have too much information. Right. You know every one of their formations. You know their personnel. You know where they are on the field, what they're going to do. And so now you're coaching the players say, by the way, when they're in this formation – and so as a player, you're, you're going, okay, 85 and 75. Well, but 15% of the time they don't, 25%. Right. You just start overthinking it. And I think that's what ended up happening there. That one touchdown I just mentioned on Jamal Adams, I, I actually knew the play was coming <laughs> because of watching film. I knew by formation, down a distance, this is what they want to do. That doesn't mean they're going to throw that route or throw it to that route. There's a couple things that they do uh, intermittently as well. So you just go, how do you not get that? It's just because you're overthinking it too much. There's a point where you just got to go, we just got to go make plays, man. We just got to go play football. We're a talented team. You got to still scheme it right. Right. Um, And I'm a big believer also, you got to have the right matchups. And I I think this week will be interesting to see what do the Seahawks do on third down. Are they just going to put the same people out there, or are you going to match up with their personnel? And I'm kind of hoping we make a few changes.
1: Yeah, that's a good point. It was the uh, the matchups that got you, right? You get your tight end in a favorable matchup. You uh, motion Christian McCaffrey out the backfield. He has a favorable matchup. When I look at this matchup this week, I go, okay. It's pretty much straight up. What you're gonna see offensively when it comes to the Philadelphia Eagles I'll tell you guys one thing if you ever see Travis Kelsey not Travis excuse me Jason Kelsey pull, all right the running back is excuse me the quarterback is gonna follow him there are little things that they do they're not as deceptive as the 49ers so i look at the matchup last week and I go you had to be so disciplined to beat that team and you still had a chance late in the game with this team of course this is football you have to be disciplined but you're not going to see all the motion and movement that you're that you've seen with the 49ers so I like the matchup honestly man and um I'm not just being a homer I'm not just sitting here and trying to gas you guys up and and hope for the best every single week this is a game that these guys could win and if they do win this game that could start a chain reaction of winning four in a row possibly getting to 10 wins and seeing what happens
0: yeah, I think Philly's in a tough situation right now, too. They've been blown out two games in a row. Blown out by the same teams that we just played. We, we didn't get blown out by the Cowboys we certainly, you know, or, or San Francisco. They got blown out. And now they're on a bit of a losing streak, too, which they haven't had to face. And certainly, Hurts uh, hasn't faced in probably his whole career. Right. And they're about to come into a hostile environment. Look, this playoff start Monday. Pete talked about it. It's it's win or go home over the next four weeks into the playoffs. If we can get to the playoffs, we will be dangerous. We'll be healthier. Um, I, it, we're a better football team than them. I'm just watching the matchups. We we got more skill players. This is a really good team though. They're well coached, but right now they're struggling struggling to make plays, um, you know, hurts when he has to get outside the the scheme and, and make plays. He actually has been struggling the last few weeks. So, you know, if we can't keep him in the pocket, that'll be great. He's, he's very gifted. I really like him as a quarterback, but they're not, they're not the same team they were the previous 20 games.
1: Good point. Last year, they finished the season with 70 sacks led the nfl they are behind the seahawks right now when it comes to, our to 39 yep to, the, to 39 so there's an advantage there i look at the secondary you got uh brad Berry, who's a good corner eight yep. years in the league though he can be got look at slay 11 years in the league a corner he can be got um it's all about matchups now I, I look at and we'll get deeper into the matches right the specifics but i love that they are not good against the pass in the philadelphia eagles i look at Geno smith D, uh, DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett and JSN. When they are going, this is one deadly pass attack. So um, I'm excited. Monday Night Football at Lumen Field. You've lost four games in a row. The first time in Pete mm-hmm. Carroll's career he's lost four games in a row. This is a perfect bounce back game, but you're going to need the 12s there excited and ready to help this team to victory.
0: Yeah, and, I, and honestly, I don't even care who our quarterback is this week. I, I, I Drew Lock can throw the ball. Matter of fact, he might be I said top five. He might be one of the top three most talented arms in the league. It, the stuff he does, man, it's wow moment stuff, the way the ball spins off his hand, and it's effortless. And there's times you go, man, this guy looks like he's been starting for 20 years. And then there's one or two plays where right. he's go, ah, oh, you know, I wish you had a ran there. Ah, oh, why did you throw it there? But as far as arm action, he made he made two or three throws. The one to DK, the one to Tyler Lockett. I, I'm telling you, those were high, high, tough, um, uh, difficult throws that that he made, and he just makes it look so easy. I'd like to have Gino back just because I think the team is probably more confident in what he can do. But you know, this is team wide. They only have 37 sacks. They can get after you. I yeah. mean, they're they're really talented up front, and so we're going to have to protect well that to, to do what we want to do in the passing game.
1: Moyer texted me at like 10:30 or 11 o'clock and said i think drew Locke might be more talented than what people are giving him credit for i watched the film he can throw the football but again reps decision making i prefer gino but i think drew Locke is good enough to keep this team in the game when you get to the fourth quarter The Hawks haven't been great in the fourth quarter when it comes to scoring bottom three in the league, but you know what? Hey, hang around and you'll be fine. The Philadelphia Eagles have been down the last six games going into halftime, so let's keep the good times rolling. All right, coming up next, we'll dive into the Seahawks' Week 15 opponent, the Philadelphia Eagles. That is next right here on Hawks Live.
0: Hawks Hawks Live, presented by the Dining District of the Bellevue Collection at Bellevue Square Center Court, live on air on Seattle Sports.
1: Welcome back to Hawks Live. I'm Michael Bumpus with Paul Moyer. Our last Thursday here at Bellevue Square Center Court is presented by Bellevue Square Dining District, man. And uh, you know what? We talked about last week, okay? You always got to revisit the past so you don't repeat history, okay? (laughs) That's why we do that. We have to digest it. We got to talk about it, have our therapy session, and then we move on. So that's exactly what we're doing right now. We are moving on. So, This is who the Eagles are on paper, okay? Offensively, they have the eighth-ranked defense. They are averaging 358 yards per game. The eighth-ranked rushing offense, 124 yards per game. 13th pass offense, 234 yards per game. And the sixth scoring offense, 26 points per game. This is where it gets shaky for these guys, defensively, all right? 21st-ranked defense in the league. Six when it comes to uh, defending the run, 28th when it comes to defending the pass, and 28th when it comes to points per game. So, yes, you look at this Philadelphia Eagles team and you say, look, there's Jalen Hurts, there's A.J. Brown, Devontae uh, Smith, you got, you got Redick uh, defensively, Bradbury, Slay. Sweat. Every team has their whole sweat. Every team has their holes, right? So how do you attack this team? I think it's going to be a shootout I think that if the defense can get two or three stops the offense get things going you score more than 30 points you could be in the game the Hawks are 5-0 and o when they rush for 100 yards or more they are 7-1 when run, they then? do not do that
0: they're 1-7 when they are under 100 they're 5-0 when they do they haven't done uh, they haven't had 100 yards since the commander game why wouldn't you run the ball? Well, uh, you can run and I, the ball. And I know that's a statistic. Got to be effective. I get it, and you, you get behind, and but I'm like, man, I mean, there's so much to that. It's limiting possessions. It's it's, it's eating up the clock. It's it's forcing teams to get stressed offensively. You know, um, I was talking about the Huskies, and I go, one of my concerns in the this the playoffs with them is they're going to play really big offensive or offensive linemen and you know whether it's texas or alabama michigan the championship game they're so big that they can grind the ball and eat possessions away and and time and also you start to stress as an offense and it's the same thing when you run the ball you stress another offense they go oh man we we have to score on this drive right so, and I know it's easier said than done. I mean, you got to do what the defense gives you. And it's not like it'll be easy. Their front four is, is good. I'm actually surprised they're uh, 22nd in total defense. Uh, but they are a six in, in rust defense. Those are just yards. Those don't mean anything. I look at yards per carry. It's going to be a tough game. But I, I, I really think we got to get back to our identity. Here's the weird thing. I don't know Philly's identity. I, I was watching them on film. And I go, what, what are they trying to do? You know, I mean, they, they got skilled players all over the board. They're actually, I think they we're kind of a mirror image of each other, you know, other than and the quarterback's point of view. I don't know what they're trying to do.
1: That's, that's the thing is they have, when it comes to receiving yards, the number two receiver in the league. When it comes to running the football, they got a top four running back as well. And DeAndre Swift, he has 100, or excuse me, 822 yards. So you look at it and you go, okay, how are they going to attack you? But then you look at Jalen Hurts, he will turn the football over. He will. So you watch the film and you go, you go okay, how are they going to attack you? How do they prefer to attack you? I think they're an opportunistic type offense, right? Yeah. So when we look at our offense in the, the Seattle Seahawks, our defense, let's say, here are the numbers. Overall, they're the 28th ranked defense allowing 367 yards per Man. game. When it comes to defending the run, they are 23rd, allowing 123. When it comes to pass defense, they're 25th, allowing 243 yards per game. And then points allowed per game, 27th, 24 points per game. So you look at the Seahawks' defense and you go, okay, you're going to have to defend everything because you're not really good at anything or not great at anything. But to start the season, I thought the secondary would be the strong point of this team. I think
0: they still are.
1: I think they are too, but I think the, the loss of Achenna and then Boya Mafe kind of cooling down a little bit has hurt the team. But Leonard Williams and Jay Reed have played pretty good as a play. I
0: know. No, I still think our secondaries, if you allow them, if we match up properly, I still th- uh, we're going to have to... Um... Ah, anyway, I'll talk about that in a second. I, 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 you've got to match up with teams properly. Um, where I think we've been hurt, you know, you, I, no secret, is to me it's the middle of the field. It's the linebackers. It's the mismatches along the way. And I don't feel like we've matched up with the other teams properly. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to have Trey Brown on later, so you know, we'll ask a little bit more about that. But, uh, you know, we're, we're skilled across the board. We're young. I mean, look, Trey Brown's in his third year. You know, you've got Warren who's in his second year. you got... Uh, Witherspoon, who's a rookie. I mean, these are young guys. I mean, they're, they're, they're going to get hit every once in a while. The guys, though, I really think they've got to step up is, you know, certainly Jamal Adams, and, and to me it's Diggs as well. They just haven't played to, you know, what we had hoped they, they would be. This is a really good matchup, though. I'm excited to see it. It's a playoff atmosphere. I mean, there's no question Philly needs this win. If they want to try and – I don't think they're going to get the number one seed. I think the 49ers are just right. – they're on such a roll. They're Cowboys so talented. Too. Yeah, Cowboys too. I think Philly's going to struggle a little bit, and they're starting to get the hard part of their schedule as well. So, um, good matchup. I mean, we're, we'll find out if we're a playoff team uh, on Monday.
1: Here are some reasons to be optimistic about this game. Right, all right. The Eagles. They have 10 wins only three games have been decided by more than one score so you know if you keep it close you're probably going to be in this game like i mentioned philly has also trailed at halftime in each of the past six games they are four and two in those games but they give you hope they give you life right philly is horrible on third downs defensively they allowed opponents to convert on 48 percent of the time when it comes to third Shocking, downs, the man. worst in the nfl last but not least teams are scoring 70 percent of the time if you get into the red zone against this team that is the third worst in the nfl so i look at the philadelphia eagles and i go all right this is a good football team right you're not 10 and 3 on accident but you have some flaws if you are able to 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 press the issue to to get in third and short to get inside that red zone Get a lead before halftime. You can position yourself to win a ball game. And I think that's probably what the Hawks have been missing is, is that positioning, right? Putting yourself in a spot where you feel really good about um, your, your team in the second half and late into the game. In the fourth quarter, they are the bottom four. The Hawks when it comes to scoring points in the fourth quarter. What does Pete say? Can't win it in the first, second, third. You can win it in the fourth. I'm looking at this game and go, win it in the first or position yourself in the first and the second, win it in the third and the fourth quarter.
0: Yeah, no no, no, no question. I mean, we've given up some double-digit leads in the fourth quarter this year. I mean, they hurt us. I mean, you go back and look at just our schedule. I mean, there, you know, look, there's three games we absolutely should have won, you know, and, and we didn't. And, and now we're in the hole we are we 're a good football team man don 't take our record at six and seven we 're a good football team. We just played some you know played the 49ers twice they 're the best team in the NFL Now we got a little better uh, on the road last week, and then obviously the Cowboys, the game we, we should have won the, the big one to me that killed us was against the Rams. So why is Monday a playoff a game? because nine and eight is not getting in for the Seahawks. They lose every tiebreaker. We don't, Our division record, our conference record, the head to head, not good. So we're gonna have to win 10 games. It's doable, but it, it starts on Monday.
1: Hey, gotta get it done on Monday against Philly. Um, it's gonna be a good matchup. What I don't wanna see when Philly has the ball, third and one, I don't wanna see that. Cause they're converting 92% of the time. You know what? I look at Philly when it comes to the brotherly shove or the tish push. It reminds me of Jordan at the free throw line growing up. I don't remember Jordan missing a free throw in my mind growing up as a kid. Right. I don't remember Philly not converting on a third and one ever in my life. It's scary when it gets I, to third and one. I,
0: but I'm, I'm under the, the Dumb and Dumber movie, so you're saying there's a chance. <laughs> I just want to say I want him to do that push thing, and I want to be that – that stops them. Uh, But no, I don't want third and one. (laughs) (laughs) Because I'm not dumb and dumb.
1: No, I won't do that. Hey, come join us here at Hawks Live at Bellevue Square Center Court where you have a chance to win gift cards from the dining district at the Bellevue Collection. Tonight, they're giving away gift cards to the Sweet Restaurant and Lounge and Castilla Restaurant. When we return, we'll go around the NFL. There's a Thursday night game going on. Blowout. We'll talk about that next right here on Hawks Live.
0: Hawks Hawks. Live, presented by the Dining District at the Bellevue Collection at Bellevue Square Center Court. Live on air on Seattle Sports.
1: This is Hawks Live, presented by the Dining District at the Bellevue Collection. The show starts on Thursday. This is our last Thursday. We put together about 14 of these shows. Um, It's been awesome, man.
0: How long have we been doing this?
1: This is like five years.
0: Well, because NASA said it was like eight for me.
1: Well, eight for you, five for
0: me. Yeah, I'm like I. I remember one time they asked me, they go, "Hey, will you fill in?" And then the next year, "Hey, will you do this full time?" I'm like, "I I got a, I got a day job, man. I, I I don't have time for this." And then, and you and I've been doing it. Feels like yesterday. Oh, you did the Wally
1: Pip on him. Wally Pip.
0: Well, I I mean, I, I I would (laughs) leave my mitt. Not now.
1: But at the time. <laughs> at the time, Wally but Pitt. But not now. Wally Pitt. Now
0: right. no one gets my seat.
1: Hey, my guy Moyer. Yeah. We doing this. We got another year. Hey, you know
0: who's doing it as well? Mm-hmm.
1: My, I talked to my mom today, Renee Bumpus. I love you if you're listening. You're not because you were at the Raiders game in Las Vegas. And the Raiders were up
0: 49 to 7. They got 7? They scored 7. Because it was 42 to nothing at halftime.
1: 49 to 7. The Chargers are in disarray right now. Wow. The Raiders just lost a game by three points because they didn't score any points. And now you allow that same team to do what you're doing to you tonight, man. Staley, you know what? And you make a good All point, Warrior. Right. Never feel bad for head coaches who get no. fired. You know why? Because their money is guaranteed.
0: Yeah, All good. of us
1: got to show up to work tomorrow, right? And clock in and clock out. He signs that contract, that money's guaranteed. So um, I guess emotionally, he probably feels a certain way, but financially, He's just fine.
0: Cool. Real quick, uh, do you know who Easton Stick is?
1: I do because this is what I do for work. Yeah. yeah.
0: Where'd he go to school?
1: He went to Illinois.
0: No. North Dakota State. Oh,
1: fifth round, though.
0: North Dakota State. Fifth round. Uh, I just know he was born in 1995, 28 years old. He's starting tonight.
1: Why'd you do for that the Chargers. to me? Why'd you throw his, his birth date out there and just make me uh, feel like an old by man? By the way,
0: by, real quick, Michael Bumpa's birthday, 38 years old. Let's give him some love. Come on, let's do it,
1: Joanna. Yep. Joanna, also Joanna's birthday.
0: Oh, that's right. That was that's the gift exchange. My birthday buddy, my
1: birthday buddy back there. Oh, all I right. love that. appreciate you, love you. She's uh, been a fan of the show as long as she's been on this earth. About what, six, seven years, something like that. <laughs> How old are you now? Nine, nine years. She's been a fan of the show.
0: Disrespected, right? disrespected. I'm sorry.
1: She looks young. She looks. She'll like that when she's, like, 25, right?
0: (laughs) Yeah. How old are you? Are you 42? No, I'm 60. (laughs) Okay, that's different. All
1: right, so the NFL, man. Um, Now, Justin Herbert, he's one of the the talents in this league that baffles me because you see the physical talent. You see the arm strength. Um, He's won games uh, winning in the fourth quarter. He's mobile. But that goes to show you have to be in the right situation to win in this league. Everybody, there's about 1,500 players in the NFL. Everybody's talented. I don't care if you are a practice squad guy, if you're a third-string guy. Everybody is talented, but you have to be in the right situation. Uh, my guy Herbert seems like he's not in that situation, but he might hit the restart button next year because I don't expect Staley to be back next year.
0: No, I, I don't either. You know, I mentioned that uh, Easton stick. He's starting tonight over uh, over uh, Herbert, who I do think is talented. I, um, I mean, he's really talented. Matter of fact, I would, i might even take him over Lawrence. I think I would. I really do. Um, but there's just something about the charges. I don't know what it is. I watch them and I go, talented. I go, I just no one ever fears them, and and they're so inconsistent. They right. go and win a game, you know, against a really good team. In the next week, you know, they're down 49 to seven. It was 42 to nothing at halftime. That's an insane number. I've never experienced that in my life, and I've been doing this a long time. You know, I I mean, to get your butt kicked that bad when talent is so close to being equal in the NFL, um, yeah, their coach is gone. I'm just looking statistically. I mean, the Raiders have 348 yards to Mm -hmm. 176, and that's after a 74-yard pass that Easton Stick finally threw to somebody to get them on the board. So they would have had less than 100 yards at this point. I don't know. I mean, the Chargers are just—they're—they're they're kind of that team. It's just they don't have a home, you know. They should be in San Diego, and for them to—you know—they <laughs> should be. They moved up north. They were supported in San Diego, and I get that they wouldn't give them a new stadium, but in today's world, now with all the the billionaires, you know, most cities are saying we'll be a partner with you, but you got to do the majority of it. Right? Uh, they're—they're they're just too expensive, and they're just—they're—they're they're just a team without a home and a and a fan base. I mean. It would suck. Could you imagine going to Lumen Field and we're the under, we, we're the visiting team? There's so many other fans there, but yeah. yours. That would be a bummer. So I just think the man, it's, they're they're in a tough situation.
1: I grew up in Los Angeles. All my buddies are Niner fans, Raider fans, and believe it or not, uh, Philadelphia Eagle fans. Really? I don't know why. Maybe that's the the games that they showed us growing up. But that's who they are. So when you look into the crowd and you're at home and you're getting booed or the crowd is loud on third and short, uh, it's all bad. So let's keep going around the NFL. All right, so the Seahawks have been one of the more successful teams in the league the last 10 years. Crowd, I need some participation. Who do you think is another team that's been the most successful in the league the past 10 years?
0: Oh, the Patriots? That's good.
1: Patriots, right? The Patriots are not looking like the Patriots as of late. Now, we all know that Tom Brady leaves. He goes to Tampa Bay. He wins himself this, a seventh Super Bowl. And now you're looking at Bill Belichick, and you're saying, was it Tom? Is it you? Me personally, I think it was, it was a combination because people forget Bill Belichick is a defensive guy, and that defense when Tom Brady was there was pretty dang good. I wouldn't oh, yeah. say you have, like, a top five defense of all time, but you got guys like Teddy Bruschi out over there. Um, you got the Twins, the McCourty Twins as well. They were making some plays. So now look at this situation in New England. 20 years with one franchise. Is it time for Bill Belichick to get up out of there? You
0: know, the NFL is a lot different than any other sport, man. It's what have you done for me lately? You know, he's had two years. And you and I were talking about this when we were at the suite for dinner. You know, the most respected, I I don't know if most respected, the winningest coach in, in NBA history is Greg Popovich. He has not won over 34 games in five years. Last year he won twenty-two. They're three and twenty this year. They've lost eighteen games in a row, and they gave him a a seven year, seventy million dollar extension. Loyal. What is that? <laughs> they haven't won a playoff game in seven years. So but in the in the NFL, because the money is so big, right? It's it's what have you done for me lately? I think this is the last year. I do. Really? And here's the thing. Look, can you get in your seventies? Man, I love it, man. I'm 62. Don't get me wrong. I go, I got energy. Man, to lead and have that kind of energy every day to do what, it, I mean, the little things. It's just, I don't know if, you know, I'm not saying some don't. I mean, I think some have that ability. You know, you can tell quickly. But I'm looking at He looks slower. You know, I, Pete's still got energy, man. You know, I just look at Bill, and he doesn't have Tom Brady. And we clearly found out what the most important thing is is Tom Brady. I think he's gone after this year. And that's just, it's the NFL. It's life.
1: That's what it is. It's, um, it's a young man's game, and the trend of the NFL is that they're hiring younger coaches. How many guys yes. have we seen in this league, even in college football, too, head coaches 30-plus years of age uh, leading these guys? So, uh, yeah, there's, there's a wave going on right now, and uh, Bill Belichick, he, he, he's got to keep up, man. And I'm, they don't
0: do it in the NBA. They don't They don't hire Sep. I mean, you got a 74-year-old guy who's the losingest coach in the last <laughs> 5 years and they gave him an extension, 70 million guaranteed. Loyal. I guess. Loyal. I don't get it, man, but whatever.
1: They got Wimbyama. Yeah. I know uh we're talking basketball, but this is Hawks Live, okay? So <laughs> exactly. we'll get back to some football when we return. We'll talk to Derek Young on the phone. He'll holler at us. That's next right here on Hawks Live.
0: Hawks Hawks Live, Live. presented by the Dining District of the Bellevue Collection at Bellevue Square Center Court, live on air on Seattle Sports.
1: Welcome back to Hawks Live, presented by the Dining District at the Bellevue Collection. I'm Michael Bumpus with my guy, Paul Moyer. It's going down here at Bellevue Square. It is definitely the what's holiday happen, season. People are shopping, spending money. Get your boy a hat if you feel generous, because that's <laughs> what I do over here. But uh, now we're joined live by our guy, Derek Young. Rick, what's up, man? How you doing?
2: Hey, thank you for having me
1: hey no problem man uh thank you for joining us on a thursday man uh i don't know if you had to put the game down or what you do on, on your late nights but uh we appreciate it man um man you've had a an interesting year man you had to battle back uh from some injuries but uh i like seeing you back out there How, how's the body feeling how's the mental doing
2: uh body and mental doing good um of course it's been a a struggle you know coming back from an injury but um you know our coaching staff and our athletic trainers are some of the best in the NFL. So uh, I'm I'm blessed to be back on the field playing.
1: Man, I love um, love seeing you out there. And uh, you know the the average football fan might not have seen what you did to Nick Bosa, but I did. <laughs> and uh, and oh, yeah. uh, you, you you set him down on his wallet, man. And it's always nice when us receivers can uh, get get some leverage on on a big guy like that. Um, uh what is that like? because you know what your responsibility is when the play is called, you line up, you see who who you gotta block um it, it has to feel good to execute on that on that high of a level
2: uh yeah, so um we installed that play early in the week, and um you know uh my job really wasn't you know anything crazy, just you know pin the guy, don't have to destroy him, but um in the game when i uh that he didn't see me where i was lined up at and he thought he was just going one-on-one against you know charles i knew that i had a clean shot on him and i could just knock him off his feet so that's what i did
0: you know you you got size now i mean for those out here we we got a big crowd by the way i'm gonna ask you about your christmas shopping you gotta be here at the bellevue Hmm. square mall right now but you're six two they got you listed at two and a quarter is that about right
2: Yep, that's about still,
0: right. I mean, so, you know, so, so you're a man. Now, you, you go to college at Lenore Rhine. How much blocking did you have to do when you were in college?
2: Uh, I had to do quite a bit of blocking. My sophomore and junior year, I played in a wing T offense. So, um, you know, that's not the first time I had to block a defensive end. So, uh, I have quite the experience with blocking.
0: I love that because I, I coached at Bellevue High School. We ran the wing team. We have 11 state championships. And Michael Bumpus thinks Slight it's legs. the ugliest offense in the world. So I said, I, I, except it works. So now, <laughs> now let's trans- transition you to the NFL. When, when did you, I mean, because obviously athletically, man, we, we see that. When did you know that you could make that transition to the NFL as a wide receiver?
2: Uh, I would say I officially knew, like, my fourth year. College. when I had uh, a bunch of scouts come to see me practice um, once our uh, season got canceled. Um, that's really when I realized that I could, you know, make it to the NFL. And then going into my fifth year, um, I already knew that was uh, my goal at the end of the year. So um, going into that season, I just wanted to have a good enough season to, you know, get invited to a bowl game, a uh, senior bowl game, which I did, and wanted to do good there that we could practice and in the game which I did as well, and I knew I was going to put up crazy numbers at my pro day, so <laughs> really just had to, you know, do good in everything I could control, so now I'm here.
1: Darik, we um obviously in the NFL, anybody can get it any given Sunday. Um, you guys are on a four-game losing streak, but I'm looking at this matchup, man, and I see a real opportunity with uh, your team against the Philadelphia Eagles I know you guys feel that way. You guys are professionals. You show up every day, ready to work. When you look at Philly, what do you see, and uh, how do you see this game playing
2: out? Uh, Philly is, um, you know, a physical team, but uh, so are we. Um, I feel like, you know, no matter who you're going against, you always have a chance to win. Uh, as long as we go in there and, you know, you know, execute, um, uh, eliminate the penalties, and uh, don't turn the ball over, I feel like we'll be victorious.
0: You know, losing four games in a in a row is tough, man. It's tough psychologically, and I I, I hate to even throw this question out to because it's you're probably going to get <laughs> it's an easy answer, but I, is it hard not to lose confidence? I mean, and say, hey, we we still know how to win, particularly against good football teams going into this game.
2: Uh, yeah, um, we definitely know how to win. Um, you know, it sucks being on a four-game losing streak, but uh. You know, this same team, if I'm not mistaken, we've won four games in a row this year as well. So uh, we know, you know, that this this is a long season and it has its ups and downs. And um, we're still in the, you know, the playoff race. So uh, we're blessed to, you know, still have a chance to make it. So uh, we're just going to take it one week at a time and one game at a time. And hopefully we get in.
1: Now, uh, you played uh, some tight end, right, uh, close to the line of scrimmage. Um, what's it like, man? Uh, um, I, a lot of receivers aren't comfortable in that box, right? You got to have a, a certain mentality to play inside the box. Do you think, um, I, I guess you can't give away too much, but uh, do you think we'll be seeing more of you um, tighten the box and, and helping out in the run game?
2: Uh, I wouldn't be surprised. You know, it's something that I'm, you know, I'm comfortable with doing. I'll do whatever it takes, you know, for the team to win. So, um uh, you know, if that's what Shane wants me to do, then uh, I'll do it.
0: All right, here's the real question. We got Christmas about a week away. How, how's your <laughs> Christmas shopping going?
2: I was actually at Bellevue Square yesterday, so uh, <laughs> I finished up my Christmas shopping. Uh, I actually got everything I needed early this year instead of like a couple days before Christmas. So I'm good on Christmas shopping for the year.
0: Man, I—that's impressive for a 24-year-old, right there, man. Are you kidding me? I'm so, 38.
2: I
1: still—I still ain't got a
0: down. No, I haven't shopped yet, but <laughs> I—you I, know—I—I I have somebody who can do that for me after 35 years. <laughs> Is your family—are they flying down from North Carolina or over from North Carolina, or what, what's the plan for the holidays?
2: Yes, I have some family members that'll be here uh, Christmas time.
1: So we got. Um, your team you're in a tough spot right now right and the question people always want to ask is right, what's the mentality of the team but here's the advantage i have right I, I do a show from VMac every thursday and every thursday when i walk into the building the energy seems to be the same like h- how do you guys do that in times like this like explain it for the people who have never been in a locker room and understand that there are going to be ups and downs during a football season
2: Oh yeah, it's just simple, you know. Never get too hard, never get too low. Um, we we all understand that it's a long, you know, NFL season. You know, you got some players that'll get banged up, um, but the goal is always to, is always going to stay the same, and that's to you know try to go one and zero every week. And um, you know we've been on four the last four games, but like I said, as long as we got an opportunity to make the playoffs, you know, it's still going to be. High energy, you know, every day we're still going to compete and we're still going to, you know, try to make it to our end goal, which is the Super Bowl. All right, he is Derek Young, wide receiver
1: for the Seahawks. Hey, we appreciate you. Good luck this uh, this Monday. Go ahead and get it done in prime time, man.
2: I appreciate you guys. Thanks for having me. All right,
0: he's a great Derek has I, been. I, he's, I love watching him. I, I, mean, I told you, I it, it, you, you've heard me. I go, there's a couple guys. Uh, where I go, you, you have to watch him. Right. Uh, he, he, athletically, I mean, 6'2", 225. He can run. He, he ran a 4'4". You know, combat. he's got 30 cents in vertical. I mean, he, he came from a wing tee. That's why I was asking. I go, hey, you know, he hasn't had that much opportunity to actually catch a lot of footballs. Right. And you know that. That's a skill, right? Yep. I mean, you got hand placement, all route running, reading things. How long does it take for a guy to go from a wing tee to saying, okay, i I got to take all this athletic ability and now turn it into a front-line starter? Because I think he has talent to be a front-line starter.
1: Oh, definitely. Um, I think that uh, he's the type of guy who will be in the league for a while because of what he can do on special teams. And I think what a wing team teaches you, angles and leverage. And when you're on special teams, what do you need? Angles and leverage, right? That's why I think 83 is going to be here for a while because I watch the way that he plays. I look at him uh, taking advantage of opportunities, like sitting Nick Bosa on his behind. That was a great. I mean I, I mean, I would clip that and hold on to it and show my kids when they start to talk a little bit too much and they don't know what dad used to do back in the day.
0: You know, if you coach again next year, yeah, throw some wing T in that offense, buddy. I know it's ugly, but it works.
1: This is what I'm going to do. I'm not going to throw a wing T in there. But I will throw some uh, elements of it. Okay. You know, some, uh, I like the motion. Let's, let's go the I like let's the action in the, the backfield. You let's know, go do that. Get on the board. You want to get I told get on the you. Board?
0: Well, I told you. The 49ers last year have a lot of elements yeah. of the wing tee. They just don't line up traditionally with two backs and the quarterback and all that stuff. But their fakes and their motions and what they do pulling linemen. Very, very, very wing tee ish
1: It's all about creating those angles, right? And I think yeah. Big Ray always talks about that. Um, he doesn't feel the Seahawks do enough creating blocking angles for their offensive linemen. Last week, I saw more of that for the first time. I saw I saw the angles. I saw the motions. Um, and what that does, it makes that D-line have to shift. You put them in position that you want them in and, uh, and get her done. So, yeah, you know, you might see some wing tee if I go back to Roosevelt right. High School. Let's all right, let's do it. Let's do it. Hey, come join us here at Hawks Live at Bellevue Square Center Court. where you will have a chance to win gift cards from the dining district at the Bellevue Collection? Tonight, they're giving away tickets or gift cards to Sweet Restaurant Lounge and Castilla Restaurant. When we return, we'll have Trey Brown here in person. That is next right here on Hawks Live.